All right. And we are here. We are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, guys? And I am India Cook. How's everybody doing today? Yes. Yes. Listen, we are here at Monday Night Brewing West Midtown. And I'm excited because, you know, everybody got something in their cup. We got tacos going on, you know. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it all the way through this because I keep smelling those tacos. I know. So <laughs> if I just stand up and walk over there, don't be mad. Don't yes, be mad. exactly. Um, but, of course, thank you, Tess. Tess is always good for giving us a call and say, hey, why don't y'all come and do a live podcast? Right. Well, Tess, what do you want us to talk about? I don't know. Just come on and just start talking. <laughs> Tess is always like, you know, y'all figure it out. And then she comes with all of these topics. Well, you know what I want to say. So we love Tess and greatly appreciate it. Well, I will say this again, Tommy. Yesterday, I um, was able to do race announcing for the Run Socials um, event yesterday here that ended here at West Midtown, um, the Monday Night Brewing. And I was really excited to see that we had people that ran the 10K as well as 10 miler and ended here at the brewery, got an amazing beer at the end if they wanted it. Um, but it was really a good time. Yes, whoever didn't want that beer, y'all should have just gave me your ticket, so. <laughs> Hold on one second. There we go. Okay, thank you, Jess. Um, but anyway, uh, once again, we're back here. We're here last year doing the same thing uh, mm -hmm. here at Monday Night Brewing. I've already got my uh, beer in hand. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I guess India has her... Uh, caffeinated water i'm not sure what what that is that she's listen guys drinking. they always come for me i'm not a huge drinker so i do have some some water some nice uh nice little water here that's hydrating me well yes indeedy so let's just talk about um this year in yeah. general um as far as running going um and racing we finally got back to racing this year which was great mm -hmm. um tess was um and run social was one of the groups that got racing in person back to um atlanta mm -hmm. um how did you feel about racing this year did you get to do any races? Yeah, so I did a lot of racing this year. I would say a lot. Not your traditional, like, once-a-month type race, but I feel like I did a, a decent number of races and from various distances. So I did your 5K all the way up to half marathons. I felt good. I felt like a lot of the race directors and the companies like Atlanta Track Club, Run Social, like those people actually did a very good job with the precautions that we needed for around COVID and the different things that were needed to be put out there. So I was really excited about that. So I enjoyed racing and it actually was good to see people. I think I didn't realize how much I miss seeing faces. So that was yes, a really good Yes, that's time. always, well, that's the great thing about race anybody can go and run 10k by themselves on their street right you know run a loop whatever the great thing about racing in person is being in person being with other people um running in groups um mm -hmm. pacing yourself with other people so that's that's the great thing about running yes for sure and i think you don't realize how much you miss that i know people that are non-runners they'll say to me like why are you paying to run on the same streets that you can run on on any other day and i'm like i'm paying for the community the love the people that to block off the streets and just having everyone together so that's what i pay for and of course whatever swag or metal or whatever that you get at the end is also an extra little bonus well you know that's what got me into running of course was this i think that's what gets everybody into running is the mm -hmm. Swag originally, mm -hmm. um, but over time, it, you don't care about the metal as much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember at one point, I think our whole thing was, well, what kind of metal they give? What does that metal look like? Mm -hmm. um, but I've kind of gotten away from that. It's more about I got more into the time. I got more into being healthy, that sort of thing. Of course, of course. Now, if you all check us out on all of your major podcast 
um, platforms, you can definitely hear us. We are coming up on 100 episodes of recording. Tommy and I have been together since 2018, so we are really excited about that. Yeah, we're, we're good for the class. We're good for the class, so we're really excited about that. So our next episode that we will be recording after this one, this is a bonus episode for you all, will be our 100th episode of recording, and we are just super excited about that because at the end of the day, we just love running. Tommy and I come together bi-weekly to drop a podcast. We talk all things running. We also interview different athletes from amateur, your everyday runners, as well as elite. So definitely uh, check us out on all the platforms. Yeah, when we started this, I was kind of, you know, I, I mean, the main reason um, we got together was because I wanted to make sure we had different points of view on the podcast. I had originally done a podcast by myself. Um, and, you know, it was boring to just sit and talk to myself. So I got with India. So, we, you know, we got a female. It, it really was. I mean, come on. Um, it, was, um, it was great to have a different point of view from India as far as a female point of view and just a different perspective on running um, from mine. So that was always great. And then the thing is, India has kept me on point to make sure we do a podcast every other week. Because, you know, sometimes like, hey, we did a podcast. We, sometimes we'll do a bonus podcast and, you know, we'll have two back to back. She's like, no, we still got to do one on the time that we got to do it. Okay, mm -hmm. okay India, fine. Okay. <laughs> well, that's because people love to listen to us. And there we do have a lot of loyal listeners, like some people that are in our audience today. And you all look out for those episodes right on time every other week. So I don't want my DMs blowing up because we didn't drop that podcast. So, yes, I stay on top of you, Tommy, to make Make sure that we go get those recordings together. And I just enjoy it, and I enjoy the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what do you have for uh, 2022? You know what? I actually surprisingly have not put too much on my calendar. I know I have some race announcing that I've already signed up for in February. But other than that, I don't have any races officially signed up. Of course, some that I probably need to do some registration for, for like Atlanta Track Club. Of course, the race I signed up for, that's in October 2022. That's already been taken care of. So so I'll be doing that, but nothing distance running I have. I haven't put any distance races on my calendar as of yet. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Myself, I have not either, but I am looking forward to 2022. Like, mm -hmm. I, like we were talking about, since everything's opened back up, it's a lot easier to find races than it mm -hmm. was before. So it's a lot easier to find races. So I'm looking forward to finding some 10Ks, some 10 milers, and maybe even a, a half marathon. I think I'm, I'm waiting for 2023 for another marathon, but I think I'll, I'll find a half for the 2022. Okay. Well, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Now, it's not going to just be us sitting up here talking. We do have a couple of people that we're going to be interviewing here. Um, Tess, in just a moment, is going to come up and, and talk about the run social when she's she's ready to go. Yes, um, Tess. Is she ready? I think, she, I think ready. Tess she is comes. ready. Here so come, come on up. <laughs> Tess, we are so happy to have you. Of course, race director extraordinaire here in Atlanta. Are these your keys? <laughs> I was asking somebody, I was like, who are these janitorial keys? It's like so many keys on this one That's key That's a ring. woman with responsibilities right <laughs> woman there. woman with responsibilities. So many keys. So many keys. Hello, so hello, welcome, hello. Tess. Hello. Hello. You have been we on our podcast back. several Tommy times. Says, and we are and back. And we are back. And we are back. <laughs> With a great guest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Tess, it's good to have you again. Um, you've been on our podcast. I, I mean, you. well, actually, I think Tess has been on almost every bonus episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They've mm -hmm. all been Tess. We are so. the bonus episode. <laughs> we are the bonus episode. <laughs> this is the platform for Tess and her bonus episodes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so how was it yesterday, Tess? Oh, my gosh. You know, you never can say any, any race is perfect. There's always something. But it was as close to perfect. I called it the perfect 10. Yes. You know, it's perfect it? 10. That's it. West fits. side 10. <laughs> um, it was really just amazing, like how everyone 
all of our staff, volunteers came together, um, and the weather <laughs> came together. Yes, it did. The people were just so happy. Like, it, the, the vibe really started with Packet Pickup. People were mm -hmm. so happy at Packet Pickup. Mm -hmm. I was all like, it's going to rain. Be ready. <laughs> bring your poncho. Bring your, you know, take cover. Whatever you need. And everyone was just so excited. They were like, Tess, we're going to be there. Whether, whatever. Let's do it. So it was mm -hmm. awesome. It was really, really awesome. And India, you brought such a great vibe. Thank you so much. Thank you so yes. much for having me. It was, it was a really good time. It, you know, Tess, the amount of smiles and hands in the air and excitement for people crossing that finish line yesterday. It just brought me joy. And I'm like, I should have ran. Um, oh, but it was you, really so you good. You got FOMO? And yeah, see, like, that's oh, when you know it's a good race. And you're that's like, when you FOMO, know it's a good yeah. race. You're FOMO about it and you really feel like you're missing out. Um, but it was, like you said, great energy seeing all the runners out there. Of course, people mentioned the hills, but at the end of the day, they're like, I'll be back next year. It was that's a great right. race in a good environment. And of course, they got their beer at the end. Yeah, everyone loves to come up to me after that race, like roll their eyes at me and then give me a hug right <laughs> <laughs> it's like mixed feelings giving you the mix of emotions yeah. i mean if you live in atlanta and you're mad about hills you, yeah you mad about everything these hills are special on the west side <laughs> they are special they are special now you know what um tess there were some people comparing um the race hills so the race that you do in october the race hills um to the 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 monday night's west side 10 hills and it was very interesting to hear people compare those hills and a lot of people were saying that the West Side 10 Hills were worse than the race hills. Oh, wow. No, someone told me yesterday that the West Side 10 is a half marathon's worth of hills packed into 10 miles. <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I love how everyone, like, looks at me like I made the hills. Do you not make the hills? <laughs> like, Do you just say, I want to go this Jesus, way down this street Jesus and if it's a hill, those it just may be there. Guys, Jesus made those hills. <laughs> well, okay, Tess, let me ask you something. Because, you know, I've always wanted to ask race directors this. <laughs> Do you run the course? I have ran. Okay. I have ran the ten. I okay. have ran a ten mile course. Okay. The only one of my courses I've never ran is the twenty k. I've done three oh, loops, okay. Okay. not four. I have okay. never done four loops. There you but go. I have, because we usually will have a practice run. Back mm -hmm. in the day when I had all kinds of free time, yes, we used to do practice <laughs> runs for every race. Okay. So we would have a, a practice run two weeks before the Westside 10. And um, a couple of times I was in training for marathon, so I would go out and do the 10-mile course. So, okay. yes, I oh, have wow. done that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty right, sure there are here. some race directors that have never run their course. And, and when people yeah. report back about their courses, they're like, what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> we, just, we just needed to get in 13 miles. Right. <laughs> just as long as it's, as it's 13.1 yes. or 10 miles, whatever the distance. Is I made sure the distance was, yes. distance was there. That doesn't mean I, I put the run in for it. And I, and I have to put a little bit of the blame for the Westside 10 course on Natalie Witt. Because Natalie oh. Natalie and I created that course together okay. back in 2013. Mm -hmm. She lives in the West Highlands neighborhood, the, the furthest point away that uh -huh. is now where Westside Park is located. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Natalie was one. was like, we got to come through my neighborhood. So y'all blame Natalie. Too. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be, I'll be checking out Natalie. I'm going to hit her in the DMs and be yes, like, exactly. listen, so I heard. <laughs> Well, no, you don't say you heard. You say, hey, uh, Tess threw you under the bus <laughs> on a recording. <laughs> it's recorded, so you can hear Tess throwing you under the bus. <laughs> exactly. So, Tess, tell us about 2021 and, and you know, getting back to racing, getting right back to racing in person. Talk about that journey for you. Well, I, I call this year a unique year. Um, 
it, and I'm, I've heard people say this, not even related to running, that 2020 and 2021 felt like one long year. One lump sum and, year. Yeah, yeah, and I can totally agree. Um, but the cool thing about 2020, it was kind of like the tale of two seasons because mm-hmm. the first half of the year in Atlanta, we weren't able to put on live race events. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get permits until I think the first permit was um, early June. And then, of course, Peachtree was the first kind of like big event in the city of Atlanta. Of course, we had the events that were happening all outside, but our events are all in the city. So we spent the first half of the year um, producing our group run series. So you guys, I think, India, you mm-hmm. came out to one or two of those. Um, yep. The Run Social Group Run Series, which was just an idea to keep people excited. We partnered with local breweries, and we had about an average about 50 to 100 runners that came out to each of those. We did one every month. And then the other really interesting thing about the first half of my year is that I was pregnant the mm-hmm. whole first half of yes, the year. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Um, so... My, my daughter, Isla, who is in the uh, yes, studio. Yes, she is. She made it in. Wah, wah, wah. She was literally born at the halfway point of the year. She, she was born May 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually had an event on the 27th of May. And, again, Natalie actually ran that. She race directed that mm-hmm. group run event for us. Oh, wow. Um, but then the second half of the year, we got our first event, race event of the year, was the ATL Relay 10K and 20K. India, you were out there as well. Mm-hmm. And it was like. You know how, like, when there's a storm and then you get people kind of, like, opening the windows? Yeah, just see? a little bit. out there? We had a few people. It, that's how it felt. People right. were like, is it okay to step into the race world again? Right. And then our second event um, of the year, we had the, the West End Mile, which was just always a small fun race. And then the race. We had the race mm-hmm. in October. And, again, that was that's a national event, but it still kind of felt like people were kind of coming out. Mm-hmm. Slowly then, but surely. Yeah. And then, um, mm-hmm. of course, from the Atlanta Track Club perspective, you know, the 10 miler was kind of the, the, the big fall race. Mm-hmm. That was the first race where I felt like everybody is comfortable coming back and racing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. then, of course, for, from our per, um, standpoint, we had our Top Golf 5K and then the West Side 10, which was our finale event for the year. So it was just a really unique year when it comes to racing, when it comes to race directing and, and events. And, Indy, you mentioned that you ran a lot of races this I year. I did. You know, there was so many people. I think with the Top Golf 5K at Packet Pickup, there were so many people that were like, I haven't raced in a year and a half. Yeah, there were. And there was a lot of folks um, for West Side 10. This yeah. is my first race since. And then they rattle off some date that was, like, last year. Right. So, um, yeah, I actually cool. did a 10-miler, a half marathon in March. So, And I've done 5Ks in between there. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. I guess I was a little of the brave one. I got to get out. I want to race. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, it's just I, I'm always going to remember 2021 because mm-hmm. people were just so grateful for every event that we hosted, whether it was a small little group run right, all the way to our finale event of the year. And I'm really excited to see, you know, where we're going to go from here. We learned so much yeah. from mm-hmm. the race production standpoint about what people really, what's really important, important. to people, right? Yeah. And then I can't, you know, um, you know, some, I have to sum this up by just thanking my team that were there. Again, you know, having um, um, people who took the lead when I was on maternity leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to leave out any names, so I made sure I had my little list. Uh-oh, well, she's <laughs> literally flipping so, open like, a laptop. Our, my team, and, and these are people who took the lead. Um, helped uh, literally be, be, be me in my stead mm-hmm. or like my number one assistant throughout the year. So uh, I got to give a shout out to Shanta, who is our uh, race, uh, assistant race director, uh, timer. 
Um, Tam, everybody knows Tam. All right, y'all give it up for Tam. <laughs> um, um, Tam is, is beloved across the Atlanta running community, not just mm -hmm. with running nerds, all right? Um, Let's see, Alta, you know, you guys know Alta. She has been captain for many of the events this year. Sydney, you guys all know Sydney. Of course, Natalie, can't forget Natalie. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, actually, uh, Dr. Danny was really key in helping our group run series yes. um, go off. She was a sponsor with her company, ARPT to PR, all throughout the year, mm -hmm. but also helped lead some of those um, group runs that we did. Um, of course, my mom, Mama Sandra, who is always running our little pop-up oh, shop. Yes, exactly. yes And now Mama is Sandra. the, you know, first line of defense babysitter. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. um, Alexa, who actually had... Oh, oh, India. I'm falling. Sorry, India. Okay. And he was like, no. <laughs> no, India's not um, actually falling. If you're listening to this recording, her this picture fell. My before, picture fell. This is the beauty of live yeah. podcasting, right? <laughs> just don't, don't please DM don't us. edit that out. India <laughs> just fell off the, off the wall. Right? I just fell off the wall, guys. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, and then, of course, you know, my, my amazing husband, also your favorite DJ, yeah. DJ Magnificent yeah. now. Give it up for dad. He Come kept on, us going. He DJed, live DJed several of the races this year, but also provided provided our playlist all throughout the year. So if you haven't checked out the Run Social playlist, it's always up on Spotify and Tidal. Uh, let's see, I know I'm gonna forget somebody, so that's why I was like, let me pull out my list. <laughs> so several other people that just volunteered. Elise, you know, always serves as our volunteer coordinator for several events. Um, Tiffany Farmer, who's a photographer, volunteer, her husband Mauricio. Mm -hmm. um, and really like anyone who came out, volunteered, in a year where, and you know, we're gonna have um, Jay come up and talk a little bit about Atlanta Track Club perspective, but like, I know if, if my events were so beloved and people wanted to make sure that they were happening and going strong this year, you know, that's what it's all about. This is how we're gonna get through and get back to, to racing as we, as we knew it in 2022 and beyond. So yes. I can't, I apologize if I forgot to, to list anyone um, mm -hmm. that was key for our success this year, but, I'm just thankful. Yes, and yes. I think I think like we we mentioned this a little bit earlier, understanding and being appreciative of the community that we have. I think before the pandemic, we might have somewhat taken advantage of it and not in a negative way, but it's just we were like, oh, we just get to come together and have these races and we see each other every other weekend or whatever, once a month. But then when that's taken away, it's like you just have this love and appreciation for the times that we can gather like this and communicate and give hugs. Like that yeah. was something for me oh when gosh. everything opened back up. I was like, I can't. At one point it was like, is it weird? Hug from afar. Dude, and it was weird. Still weird hugging people. It's for you guys. It's still, it's like, are you, are we doing hugs? I still side hug. I still do this Yeah, one. still side <laughs> hug. You know, you got a question because some people don't want to hug and that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, some people are not there yet, which is fine. But it's like having to ask before. It's like you're just like grabbing people as they're passing. So that is different. Yeah. Now, Tess, with 2021, there was a huge pivot to getting back into racing. What do you feel like, is there anything that you brought into 2021 that may have been different for you as a race director and for your races that you feel like you're gonna keep even once the pandemic is, I wanna say gone, but once we're really clear and stuff is really kind of quote unquote back to normal, is there anything you feel like you changed or pivoted to that you want to keep? Yeah, well, like I mentioned before, I think the runners really let us know what was important to them. Mm -hmm. um, and really it's all the things that we always emphasize. You know, we've always been good about being sanitary when it comes mm -hmm. to our race events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, is it really that important to have individual cups of water handed to you? No, people are okay with grabbing water off the table. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, that makes it a lot easier when volunteers out there, if all they have to do is just keep a table stocked. So mm -hmm. I think that's something that we'll keep 
Okay. Um, more of like a self-serve on the course type situation, especially mm-hmm. for our 5K, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the convenience of race day packet pickup, um, you know, we, where we were a little bit more strict with coming to a packet pickup event. But now it's like, hey, all you need is a bib, go run. Right, right. Um, so those are the things. And, but again, a lot of the things that were – I really have always felt like running and race events were one of the safest things that we could have been doing during the pandemic. I, I totally understand why, you know, we were kind of restricted for a while, but let's get back to, you know, just doing what we love to do. Cause being outdoors, exercising your body, what better way to, you know, combat what we've been going through in our, our nation. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think even virtual options, I think a yes, lot of us have absolutely. pivoted to virtual options um, and are excited. I mean, there's kind of a split down the middle. Some people are really excited about having virtual options and some people are like, I'm over virtual. Can you put us back in, in person? But I know for you, the race was something that virtual option was done um, in 2020 yes. and 20, you can, you kept it for 2021. Um, so that's, that's something I know that is, is big and for people that can't travel here or may not be comfortable coming to an in-person race yet, that's a great option. Yeah, virtual works for some events. Like our events, like Westside 10, like virtual, you you gotta be here. Yeah, you gotta be here. (laughs) Um, We made it work last year, um, but events like the race where it's really like, hey, I just wanna be a part of that whole like vibe those that works really well for those types of events right yeah that makes sense and I know a lot of people aren't more really wanting to do a distance race by themselves I know for me I did my share of them (laughs) between 2022 and 2021 and they were not the best (laughs) not my best performance um got it done for support but you know it all is something about the love of bringing people in person well, it definitely makes a difference when you've got a crowd, somebody, people cheering you on and other runners around you. Yes, definitely so. Definitely so. So, Tess, I mean, we've talked about 2021, getting into 2022. Can you give us a sneak peek of what we may be looking forward to or what we should be looking forward to for 2022? Yeah, so, again, I'm super excited about 2022. Um really just fine-tuning some of our more popular events. So the Run Social Race Series, we're probably going to open up um, or announce the the official schedule in early January, maybe late January. i got to give myself grace every time I give a date these days, guys. (laughs) Uh, So sometime in January. But a sneak kind of sneak peek for those of you here in the live studio audience (laughs) and listening to the replay of the podcast. Uh, We are... Most definitely going to be hosting the Monday Nighter in June, which is our yes, race that we do at okay. the garage, yes. back in person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely run the ATL, the ATL Relay 10K and 20K presented by REI. Yes. Which is one of my favorites. It's going to be awesome. And then, of course, we will be back for the 10-year anniversary of the Westside 10 yes, next year. Yes, 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 yes. So those okay. three events are absolutely set for um, – 2022 from the run social perspective and then of course the race will be back um we've already opened registration and you already talked about having her registration Mm -hmm. waiting on tommy's registration (laughs) to come through Um, listen me and tommy are always back and forth like are you gonna run the half because usually we do a live podcast at the expo so we're like next year okay so she just let us know just right now on this podcast that next year we'll be doing a live podcast but tommy and i are always going back and forth do we do the 5k do we try to do that (laughs) it's usually a a lot of uh action the day at the expo and 
then when we're trying to go race, we're like, yo, we should have did the We should have done the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be waiting. A little bit much. But yeah, so the, the race, of course, will be back um, October 1st weekend. And then from there, guys, we're really just trying to make those those core events amazing, awesome. You know, the run social experience that you're used to. Um, we will... From a running nerd's perspective, we're going to keep um, working with Girls on the Run, the Atlanta Mission, Furniture Bank of Atlanta on their events. But you're going to see a lot less um, events from the running nerd's uh, production perspective, but okay. a lot more quality really pouring into those events. So, okay. And then, sorry, I did forget three really important people to shout out yes. from 2021. Yes. India Cook. <laughs> Coco Chanel Jones and Dane Robinson, the voice yes. of the Run Social Race Series Woo, this year. Thank you so, so much. Thank I'm you like, so much. I can't forget you guys. <laughs> no, thank but you, yeah. Tess. We greatly yeah, appreciate it. So I'm it. excited for it, and I just can't thank the participants enough for keeping us afloat. A lot of running events didn't make it through this this time and we are poised mm-hmm. to be even bigger than we were in the past yes yes and I think that with that being said we have to give our listeners as well as everyone that continues to support run social like thank you all thank you thank you thank you yeah, exactly. like it's a big deal it is a big deal so thank you so Tess is there anything else you want to share with our audience you know as we close out 2021 and getting ready to bust the the gate open of 2022 anything else you'd like to share with us yeah well let me just say this and this is for all of all of the runners like I, one thing I have learned from becoming a mom getting through this pandemic as a small business owner is like you really do have to give yourself grace it's okay if your social media isn't up to date every minute it's okay if your miles aren't where you want them to be you know sign up for a couple of races right away at the beginning of the year and look forward to training get look forward to going out getting your run in look forward to showing up to the start line and then just let it go from there don't feel like you got to like be everything that you were back in 2019 so that's what I want to leave everybody with awesome you just spoke to me thank you (laughs) Braxton Braxton's in the audience guys for the people that listen to our podcast Braxton is actually here live in person he just gave me the eye when you said social media doesn't have to be perfect all the time (laughs) hey the running nurse page has basically become a baby update page so I don't think I've posted a running post on there since Isla was born but yeah yeah, it's okay we're doing our thing you know that we're here and we're doing the work for ourselves for and for our community and that's what matters but do keep the every two weeks thing going we want to do it we're here so We're much. Here. I appreciate y'all being here. <laughs> yes, oh, not a problem, you. Tess. And <laughs> I, I mean, before you before you run off, um, I just wanted to say, to, and I say this every time we do a live live one. You are the hardest working person I have ever seen. I mean, Tess will be in a conversation with you and come up with two ideas in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be sending y'all the text. <laughs> She's like, you got that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, thank you again, Tess, for letting us be a part of your world. All right, mm-hmm. you are so welcome. Y'all are the best. <laughs> Thank Thank you you so much. (laughs) All right. So, of course, thank you again, Tess, for coming on up. As we recap 2021, we decided to bring up another great, amazing individual that we have connected with in the past, Mr. Jay Holder of Atlanta Track Club, marketing director of Atlanta Track Club. Jay looks like he ran to the event. Did you just run here, Jay? What is going on? I did did run. It's I, uh, befitting, though. It's befitting. I found that this brewery, coincidentally, and probably to the detriment of my future running, is exactly <laughs> the five-mile point of my 10-mile loop. Oh, wow. Really? Exactly. So I'm going to run back after this. Okay. Be- how many beers I have on here. <laughs> how many be- I'm surprised you don't Might have a be beer different. in your hand right now because you're a beer guy. I am a beer guy. Yeah. You're a beer guy. And so you're like, I don't want to get one, right. and then that five-mile like, back is like. I've got so many at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> the five miles back is all uphill. Yeah. Oh, I'm yes. not one of those people that can drink a beer and run. Uh, mm-hmm. There are people that, that come to our group runs and they'll drink a beer and then they'll go out for their run. And yeah. I'm just oh. like, can you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Burning stomach. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. Burning stomach. Is yeah. that how it feels? Yeah, because I've done it before. I've done because like the Peachtree, of course, you have the right. unofficial beer hander outers during the Peachtree Road Race. <laughs> unofficial. 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 <laughs> unofficial. Then Put that on not, there. It's not from Atlanta Track Club. No. But there are mistake. people. Right. <laughs> there are people who hand out beers during the Peachtree Road Race, and you know I have taken a few, and trust me, it's like by the time you're hitting 10th Street, that stomach is burning from those beers. So I completely understand. Definitely. So, Jay, tell us, how are you today? Like, how was your five miles coming in? Let's start there before we dive into Atlanta Track Club stuff. But how was your five miles coming in? It was awesome. Okay. It was great. The weather is perfect today for running. It's been perfect really all week. I mean, it was a little rainy yesterday, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's been a great weekend for running. Uh, as I said, the way here is downhill for the most part for me. Okay. So, you know, you're catching me on the right side of this loop. You're cruising um, in. Yeah, but great. I just, I'm coming off of a calf injury. Uh, I had to take a couple days off of running, and, and and you guys know, anytime you have to walk away from running for a little bit, or have to, you're forced to take some time off, mm-hmm. you come back appreciating it that much more. And so, uh, I'm sort of in that phase right now. I'm sure there'll be some 5 a.m. mornings this week where I'm yeah. like, oh, you're like oh, oh, here we go again. I need a new hobby. Yeah. But, but right now, I'm just happy to be out there. Well, good. Well, good. Well, listen, we just finished talking to Tess about um, basically their pivot for Run Social into Mm -hmm. 2020, from 2022 to 2021. And of course, being the marketing director with Atlanta Track Club, like tell us, I mean, because I feel like you all were kind of the quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, were like the first organization to really say, you know what, we're going to open the doors again to racing. Tell us kind of what that, give us a little sneak peek of kind of what those meetings look like to be kind of the first kind of companies to, in Atlanta at least, to get back into it. Tess just brought him a beer, guys, to just to let here, you guys here know. Goes those last five <laughs> here we go, those exactly. last five miles. Tess, he just said the last five miles is uphill. Oh, this is a lay low. <laughs> is it a lay low? Is it a lay low, Tess? Invincible oh, Garden. Oh. The new one. Oh, so you have to drink it. I have to you drink it. You gotta now. drink it. Yeah, Jay, and okay. remember to tip your waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, first of all, uh, I'm just, uh, I, I mean, I can make this really efficient by saying that I second everything Tess said, and that's it. Okay. You just walk away. Okay. She answered all the right questions. No, um, you know, for, for us, we've sort of approached it like, you know when you're in the middle of a run and things are going great and you stop? kind of like right now mm-hmm. and it's so hard to get back going again you just got to keep moving and that was sort of our approach when the pandemic hit is we've got to keep going no matter what that looks like and so mm-hmm. we were doing in-person races again by june mm-hmm. and we just figured also like running you've got to start slow you've got to start small and so we've we said okay can we do this with a hundred people mm-hmm. and we did it with a hundred people we had a 400 meter race on armor on armor drive mm-hmm. with a hundred people that are grand prix members and then we said okay can we do this with 200 people mm-hmm. and just kept scaling up. And as we did it, we learned what worked, what didn't work, what people wanted, um, and eventually got to Peachtree, uh, which we had about 30,000 people over the course of two days. So mm-hmm. it was about starting slow, it was about not stopping, and it was about adapting. Um, but for us, not having races for people to come to, because we know how important that is, as Tess mentioned, like this community, and you mentioned India, this community, mm-hmm. like being able to see people week in and week out, that's really important. It's what keeps a lot of people going. And yeah. so not having events was never an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were just super committed from the onset to, to make sure things were still moving in a time where it was really hard to do so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes, most definitely. Um, 
Now, Jay, as he takes a sip of his beer. <laughs> yeah, not going to drink it all. <laughs> Just a little bit. What was, um, like, your, uh, after the Peachtree, mm-hmm. um, what was the kind of feedback you got from the Peachtree? You know, every race this year has been smaller than in, in 2019. And mm-hmm. as Tess said, you can't compare yourself or anything you're doing to 2019. That was a banner year for so many things. And you, it's easy to get caught up thinking, well, it wasn't like it was at the 50th in 2019. And, and, and it wasn't. Um, but every race this year, especially the back half of the year, it, maybe it's just that I'm so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the people coming across the finish line are as happy as I've ever seen them. Mm-hmm. And the peach tree, I wasn't here, so I, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I didn't see it personally. I was yeah, you were overseas. doing the Olympics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the feedback we got was, I mean, I heard nothing negative about it. And there's always something negative because there, there's always something that's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the feedback was so good because I think people were just so happy to be back out there on Peachtree Road on July 4th, mm-hmm. like they've been for the last 50 years. Um, so, so, you know, we learned that People want July 4th. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was overwhelmingly more popular mm-hmm. than July 3rd, and that will be back in, in 2022. But I think mm-hmm. that's people like me. They're like, keep the actual tradition. Yes. It has to be on yes. the 4th. That was me. Tommy yeah. was different. Oh, yeah. Tommy was like, I want to be able to go to a barbecue afterwards. <laughs> so if I can go ahead and get my run done on the 3rd and then go out to do a barbecue or like hang that. out yes. and then go back to work on Monday, then I feel better. But yeah. But what we, we learned even more than we already knew how important of a tradition it, was, it is for people and, and how sacred it is. And so... Um, being able to bring it back was was a really was probably the high point of the year. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you know it wasn't the same Peachtree that everybody had that everybody experienced year in and year out, but it was Peachtree. It was on July Fourth. It was on the same course. Was mm-hmm. uh, was pretty special. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and I give, I, I think I feel like I will forever give kudos to the Peachtree Row Race, and more more significant now that I I just thought about this, but. During the Peachtree, you all did a lot of precautions around COVID, um, including having COVID-sniffing dogs mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. sniff out if someone may be carrying COVID. And I just think that that is big. And we have a lot of races. Well, I'll say New York Roadrunners, as well as Boston, has come up with this thing of if you can't run one of their races unless you are fully vaccinated. And in my mind, I thought about the other day, I was like, could they have taken other steps in between that before getting to that point? Mm-hmm. And I was you know, talking to Bryson about this. I was like... Peachtree Road Race, Atlanta Track Club, you all did the dogs. And I'm like, could that have been another option before going all the way to, you know, the, the fully vaccinated need? Um, how do you all think, do you all feel like you all may keep that as a standing thing that you all use for the larger races? Or do you think that that was kind of just this previous year because it was getting back into the swing of things? Yeah, I don't know if we'll need to go as far as, as having the dogs again. Um, I mean, that was, they were great. It was a really cool uh, measure to be able to take. Um, I think we're going to kind of play it by ear. I, okay. The precautions, some of the precautions are never going to go away. As Tess said, we're, we've always been really big on safety and health and, and keeping things sanitary and clean. That's never that's not going to stop. I think we'll back off some of the things like race by appointment in 2022. Okay. Um, res, resolution run will not be by appointment, so that's our first race of the year. Um, we'll probably back off uh, scheduled number pickup. <clears throat> um, but some of the things like, you know, wearing masks indoors and in large spaces, we might keep that. I imagine the water table uh, thing that we, we've currently done where it's not cups, it's bottles will stay in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see us going to a vaccination mandate. Okay. Um, for us, <clears throat> running is about accessibility, and mm-hmm. we want to make our races open to as many people as possible while keeping people safe. So we're going to continue to request that people, are va- uh, people um, test before they come. We, mm-hmm. we would like people to be vaccinated, but we know that's not 
always possible for everybody. So I think we're going to kind of just see how this evolves. Um, who knows where Omicron's going to go? Yeah, that's, nowhere. That, that's just um, recent, right? So. But at this point, one of the things that we know is that running outdoors is one of the least dangerous, risky things you can do. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can keep doing that, then I think that our races are going to continue to feel a lot more like they did pre-COVID. Right. Yeah, and I think that that kind of speaks to when the pandemic first started, being able to run outdoors, and that's why we have a lot new, lot of new runners that have become a runner over the last two years because they're like, listen, I can at least go outside. Let me let me lace up and put some shoes on and go running, and I love that. I feel like the running community has actually grown over the last couple years, um, and I think that that's awesome regardless of your pace or what you're doing. If you're out there moving and if you can get out there and get some fresh air, it just feels amazing. Yes. Now, Jay, let's talk about, I mean, of course, racing is all that, but we mentioned it a little bit. You went to the Olympics. I did. Give, give, us, a little, give us a little snippet of your adventures um, at the Olympics. And don't downplay it for us, Jay. Yeah. You, you were, like, big time yeah. at the Olympics doing media and everything. The big people that we were looking at on TV, you were asking them questions. You were in our seat. When, uh, when people ask me what I went to the Olympics for and they don't know me, I always answer that I went to throw the javelin. And I was going to start telling that story, but you just kind of blew my cover. Sorry, sorry, I blew your cover. I didn't want so you to downplay how great javelin. you are. Uh, no, I, went, I was the uh, deputy venue media manager for Olympic Stadium. Um, and my role, I was there for nine weeks. I went over uh, the, right in the beginning of June, uh, June 7th, my son's birthday. Um, and I stayed there through August 9th. So, uh, so it was, it, was a, it was a long summer in Japan, but my role was basically to uh, facilitate all the media operations for track and field or, and opening and closing ceremonies, anything that was happening inside Olympic Stadium. So it was everything from preparing the space. So we had three media rooms that needed to get ready. Um, it needed to be accommodating for, it's mostly print and radio journalists. Um, and then to running the press conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I did 53 press conferences over the course wow. of two weeks. Wow. Um, and it was every competition's medalist. So, um, so it was a lot of talking to really, really good athletes, yeah. which was sometimes very surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, a, it was an incredible experience. And I got there and wondered, should we even be having these Olympics? How are people going to feel about all of these people from other countries being over here in Japan. Mm-hmm. And what I found was that we really needed to have those Olympics. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, just watching how people took them in around the world, watching some of the competitions, it was this unifying thing that it's meant to be. Uh, and uh, I think if we hadn't have had them, it would have just been a lot less of an interesting summer for a lot of people. Um, and, and being in Japan, there was this fear that they didn't want us there, that they were worried about the... <clears throat> the, the uh, impact the Olympics would have on the spread of COVID, but I felt very welcome the entire time. It was incredibly safe. I would say an Olympic venue is probably the safest place you could have been anywhere in the country because mm-hmm. of how strict. So many precautions. <laughs> yeah. Precautions were. yeah. I mean, talk about getting used to wearing a mask. I I spent my entire summer not wearing a, or wearing a mask everywhere, but in my own apartment. Mm. Um, and and the testing was frequent, so it was. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience because I don't think the Olympics, I hope the Olympics will never be held that way again, mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was incredible. Yeah, good. Well, listen, I I look forward to, or I, I looked forward to seeing you um, as you're in quarantine, your meals that you were posting, <laughs> the meals that they were giving you to your, I guess, apartment. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, was very interesting hotel. to watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I had to I had to quarantine for 16 days. Okay. Um, it was 14 full days, and then the day I got there and the day I got released, uh, I'm doing air quotes now. Right. <laughs> um, it was the 16th day, and we, it was, it was a very strict quarantine. We were mm-hmm. in a hotel room. It was not very big. Um, nothing in Japan is very big. Mm-hmm. Um, and couldn't even leave the threshold of the door. So 
I, to open my open my door to get the meals that they dropped off three times a day was the only time I saw anything outside the room. Oh wow! Uh, and it was. Uh, it was a unique experience. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> if you ever have wanted to just have two weeks uninterrupted to read and watch Netflix, yeah. I suggest being quarantined in a hotel <laughs> in, Japan. in a foreign country. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. Now, tell me, because if I was in your spot, mm-hmm. I would probably be fangirling and so excited to see majority of the athletes that you interviewed. Before you did your job over in Tokyo, like, did you have anybody that you were like, oh, my goodness, I want to have, like, a 30-second conversation? conversation with this athlete athlete um i think all of them but for me the ones that the, the times i got i tried to really remove my track fan self from, okay from the moment was that um, hard? i know that it was, was hard. really hard okay. it was really hard because i mean you're sitting there next to people that you've watched you watch year in and year out best track and field athletes in the world and you have to you have to hold it together for this whole room full of media and mm-hmm. um and that was a little bit intimidating and the only couple the, the few times where i like had to pinch myself underneath the table was <laughs> um the 400 meter hurdles on both the men's and the women's side mm-hmm. both the two of the best races i've ever seen in my life so you had Sidney mclaughlin set the world record mm-hmm. and you right. had carson Warholm set the world record those were incredible moments and then the the gold medalist press conference for the four by four okay. which was Sidney mclaughlin Lila Muhammad, mm-hmm. um, Allison Felix, and I think Mo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those four women right. being on stage with them was—I right. mean—I'll never have any experience like that again. I mean, those four athletes are four of the greatest track and field athletes in the history of the United States. Definitely. They won the gold. I couldn't be a, an American fanboy because right. I had to be impartial. <laughs> yeah. right. um, but I was up there like I had my little American flag right. on the table, You're like waving, it, waving it. You know, <laughs> um, that was a really cool moment, and that was a time where I was like almost had to had, had to kind of compose myself okay. to get through that to get through that press conference because of just how surreal it was well that's awesome I, I just feel like you really represented Georgia Atlanta track club you represented us here in Atlanta that it going there and just being seeing the pictures mm-hmm. and knowing that you're doing a great job and asking the amazing questions and I think I listened to your episode with um, Aliona run and just I know that you all were talking about um, the trying not to ask certain questions to the athletes because they've gone through so many levels of questioning after they finish running and it's like listen they're tired of answering that same question what can I an- ask you different than the rest of everyone else but some stuff is just kind of normal yeah and you have to kind of guess what everybody else has asked because the way the the press operations are set up you're not in the mix zone so you don't hear what's being asked over mm-hmm. and over again so you have to assume that there's been some obvious questions mm-hmm. and try to find something that's kind of outside the box and you have to hope that the journalists in the room ask good questions so you as a moderator don't have to be the only one asking the questions which happened a couple of times i mean we had a couple of press conferences where we'd have a full room of reporters and they would just sit there and wait mm-hmm. and it's like Wait, wait, wait a minute. You guys are the reporters. Right. <laughs> Do you not have any questions? <laughs> right. Can you put this all on me? Um, but, uh, but that was really the challenge of it. And to, to learn some of the disciplines of track and field that I hadn't spent a lot of time around, mm-hmm. over the, like, like the javelin, like the triple jump, things that I don't know a ton about was, was, the field was, was really yeah. fun. Like, mm-hmm. Because as a distance guy, I tend to focus on those things and even the sprints, but the field events I haven't spent a lot of time studying. And so t- to learn more about those disciplines and, and the athletes behind them was, was, was one of the highlights of the trip for me. Awesome. Great. So let's get into 2022 for the Atlanta Track Club. Um, let's start on day one, the resolution run. Yes, it's yeah. totally different it's this just, year. Totally different. Talk, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so we're kicking off a new partnership on, on January 1 uh, with a new apparel and footwear partner. And so we decided 
um, that we would uh, <laughs> that we would we would start that partnership with a race. And so, uh, at the stroke of midnight on January first, fireworks will go off from the top of Bobby Dodd Stadium, and we'll start the Resolution Run on the Georgia Tech campus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a totally new look for the Resolution Run, mm-hmm. um, but we we thought. This year, maybe this year only, we'll see how well it goes. We would just try doing a midnight run. Um, we've rented out the entire Georgia Tech campus and Bobby Dodd Stadium, so we'll start and finish in there. Uh, we'll end with a – we've got a live DJ that's going to be spinning. We've got champagne. Um, we'll have new long sleeve tech shirts. We've got some cool social media activations. So I'm excited about it. I think it's – you know, I've done midnight runs in other places. We'll see how it goes here. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's going to be a kind of a cool running party. Yes. Yeah, you might have gotten me with a champagne. <laughs> that's the part you <laughs> Yeah. Got <laughs> I'm just saying, it's midnight, it's yeah. Eve, hey, if you, you got know, champagne, that might be the There's something top. really cool about spending your first moments of a new year on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I, I, I wish I could run it because I think it's going to be kind of a, it's, it's just going to be a, a unique way to celebrate the new year. Definitely. Definitely. Anything else exciting that uh, will be coming up for 2022 for Atlanta Track Club? I know I have a couple races on my calendar I need to register for this weekend, but. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're really excited to get back to racing uh, and to get back to a full calendar year uh, after missing one in, in 2021. Uh, the Grand Prix Series is going to be overhauled this year, so it's seven races. They're all free. Um, so we've taken the paid races out of the Grand Prix Series, all free to members. Um, and because we've had a year off to kind of look at things and change things around, mm-hmm. um, we are uh, changing some of the distances on the races, changing some of the locations on the races. So, mm-hmm. so the races span, the, run the gamut. So there's right. a 5K, a 10K, a four-miler. We're going to throw a cross-country race in there. Yeah. Uh, there's a shot put. There's a 400-meter. Oh, wow. So, every, so you're not doing <laughs> six 5Ks and a, and a 10-miler. You're right. doing... All these distances, all these disciplines spread across the board. Um, Hearts and Souls moves to a new location. Uh, I know that's a big popular race for a lot of people. Uh, we aren't moving it because people loved it. We're moving it because that location, we couldn't get a permit anymore. So yeah. decided to make it a 10K and move it to Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's new in 2022. My, uh, my friend and I mentioned that. We are like Smyrna because yeah. I live in that area now. We're like, oh, my yeah. God. Well, that's the other thing. Trying to move the races around to places where people are. So not just every race in Atlanta, not just every race in, you know, in DeKalb and Fulton counties, just mm-hmm. trying to really kind of spread the love and be in different locations. Uh, and then we've partnered with the Beltline, and we're bringing the Beltline races back in yes. 2022. Yes, okay, really good. excited about it. Wow, okay. So they took a year off uh, because of two years off because of the pandemic. Um, right for their three races and we're, we're bringing them back in April of 2022 with the North side race mm-hmm. and then doing the West side in July mm-hmm. and the East side in November. So okay. I'm really excited yeah. about that partnership and the Beltline is just awesome and it's a great place to run. So yeah. um, that's going to be a, a new fun thing for next year. Awesome. Listen, I'm looking forward to it all. <laughs> De- definitely. I mean, cause I hadn't actually looked at what was coming up besides, you know, um, marathon weekend. That's mm-hmm. the only one I've actually looked at so far, but yeah, it sounds like a lot of good stuff happening. Yeah, and the marathon weekend, we'll have our expo at the Georgia Aquarium, so that's going to be fun. We're mm. in a new partnership with them, and it's exciting to bring the marathon back to Atlanta after being mm-hmm. at the Speedway last year, which I yes. did. You both, I know you ran it. Yes, you I ran both, the half. You ran the ran half. half. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was cool, but yeah. Yeah, it was for one It was girl. very, it was <laughs> yeah. like a once in a lifetime type thing running on a Speedway, but it was yeah. like, okay, let's take it back. Well, yeah. actually, I liked the, I don't, was it PNC 10 mile that y'all did out uh-huh. at the, I liked that. Yeah. I re- actually 
enjoyed the road yeah. Atlanta one. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think I have a really good picture of you running that race. Oh, oh could, see? Yeah. I'm not ashamed. Can't be that great of a picture. Tess was just talking about giving grace, Tommy. What do you what do you mean? Jesus. You look like you're having fun, and that's yes. what matters. No, I actually enjoyed um at the road Atlanta, I did enjoy that one. It was yeah. looped, which I'm not a big fan of loop races, but I really did yeah. enjoy that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to, to try new things. Yeah. And yeah. there's one thing we learned during the pandemic is that we can try new things. Mm -hmm. And hey, if they work, great, let's keep doing them. If they don't work, hey, right. we go back to the old way we used to do it. But people like to do things that are different every yeah. year. And uh, I mean, you got to keep some traditions are sacred. Um, but to change things up, I think keeps things exciting, brings new people in, yeah. um, keeps people that have always been there kind of invigorated and refreshed. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Definitely. Great, great. Well, listen, we, of course, Tommy and I and the Run Duo love Atlanta Track Club, always will be members and yes. putting our time in. So between Atlanta Track Club races and Run Social Tess's races, we are always there. there <laughs> is there a better running community anywhere in the country than Atlanta? Right. I mean, I Atlanta. there's, there's not. There there's yeah. not. It's, no. it's, because I've been to quite a few different places and, you know, run, you know, when I'm visiting same. or running. Yeah. And it's just, like you said, it's just not the same. Yeah. The Atlanta running community is great. And mm -hmm. even when people come and visit, um, they're always like, wow, you guys are really close knit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you guys know a lot We're of people. Spoiled. Yeah, we are yeah. spoiled. Yeah, we yeah. are spoiled. We're Except, well, spoiled. then they go, well, but your heels. Like, you know what? Just if you, you forget run about those when you're done, right? If you run here for like more than a year, you won't care about the heels anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, it's what makes us great. Like, just, we curse I, about it and then we sign up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great to see everybody at the finish line again and yeah. start I mean, just, I, I'm just thrilled that things feel like they're coming back and this yes. community is as strong as it's ever been. For sure. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Jay. We yes, greatly thanks, appreciate Jay. it. Thank, thank you, you for stopping by to be on our live podcast oh, in the middle of your 10-mile run. Oh, that's great. I, <laughs> hey, you give me an excuse to come to a brewery. Come on. You know, we figure, like, Jay's always down for a beer, always so, you know, let's, let's get him and chat it up for a little bit. We greatly appreciate it. And, of course, I know we'll probably have you on again in 2022 at some point. I hope so. I love talking yeah, to you Just guys. stay on standby. Thank Thank you, sir. Right, Thank you so much. Woo! Okay. All right. Well, well that was amazing. Yes. Thank you so much, Jay. Thanks, we greatly Jay. appreciate it. Thanks, Listen, Tess. I think between Tess and Jay, they've been the most reoccurring um, guests on our show. Yeah. I really do think y'all both are. Yeah, Darrell. Seriously. Darrell oh, might be. Darrell. Yeah. Darrell, yeah, yeah, Darrell's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. We need we need to get something for you guys. Yes. Some, <laughs> some paraphernalia. <laughs> some something. Yeah. So mugs. Yes. <laughs> well. This has been an amazing time. Um, of course, Tommy looks like his drink is getting a little low. I think he is ready to refill. And we've got some socializing, some dudes, some people that are definitely here to see us. So we're going to socialize, enjoy the rest of our day. And, again, thank you for all of our listeners and everyone here. Tommy, how can they get in touch with you after this? Oh, oh, we're doing that? Yeah, okay. you can. Um, you can get me at tmitch68 um, on uh, Instagram or email me at thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. Yes, and on Instagram, I am I am Indigo Runs. And then you can also find me at Miles from India on every other um, social media platform. All right. That thanks. was a good time. Bye, guys. Peace.